Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Shri Gauriya Vaishnav Guru Parampara Ki Jai, Anantakuti Vaishnav Binda Ki Jai. Gauranga. Welcome. So, um, here we are again. Um, my time has come round again. Um, but yeah, thank you for being here. Um, so thinking about um, today's class, I thought uh, I decided to um, uh, do uh, think of a bhajan again, because it's always nice to, um, to explain bhajans. Um, and one that I um, I'm, I'm a bit familiar with, I've heard it lots and I've always really liked to hear it, although I haven't sung it very much, um, is this song um, called Shuddha Bhakta by um, Shuddha Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Um, there is a particularly well-known version of the bhajan sung by um, Vishnu Jan Swami, which some of you might be familiar with. Um, so today when we sing the song, we'll try to um, sing it in that, that same melody. Um, Excuse me. I've also just realised that I forgot to bring um cartels, so um, I'll just quickly grab cartels. I'm sorry. I'll just be one sec. Um. So sorry about that. I'm professional. I've got cartels. I thought I was going to be um, downstairs giving class today, but I'm actually I'm actually upstairs, so I don't need to bring my books and everything. So uh, yeah. So as we were saying, so yes, the song Shuddha Bhakata. Um, yeah, you might be uh, familiar with the version of Vishnu Jan Swami. Um, and I don't know. I haven't really sort of looked into looked into this song very much in the past. Um, so it was kind of new for me to uh, to to explore it a bit, and um, as I as I started researching into it, um, I I realised that it's it's um, it's part of a, a much bigger picture um, in terms of our um, bhakti philosophy. So we're going to go into what that means um, when when we um, um, when we start discussing it. Um, but I thought I know in the past when I when I've done um, talks and, and uh, explained a bhajan, we've usually sung the bhajan at the end. Um, but I thought today perhaps we'll sing it first um, and then talk a bit more about it. Um, so it's in Bengali, and I was before I start singing it, I was going to apologise in case I don't um, I don't really in case I don't pronounce things correctly. So. Um, and we've got our dear Shraddha Devi on the call who, who does know Bengali. And so I do apologise if, if I say certain things um, wrong. Sometimes it's a bit difficult. I mean, because the, sometimes the A ah, the A sound is more of an O. And I, as far as I understand, they don't usually say S in Bengali. It's always a SH. So let's see. But so, yes, we'll, we'll sing the song first. And then, um, and then we'll talk a bit about it. Um, so what I'll do is I'll, sh I'll share the screen, got my cartels. Um, yeah, we're, sorry, Sharad has just put, asked in the chat, is it part of Sharanagati? And, and, and it is in that book. And that's what, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that. So, um, yeah, it's quite, 
quite exciting. Very nice, uh, very nice topic um, to speak about today. So let me see if I can share the screen. Uh, oh, oh, I mean, I think Madam Mohan has to make me the host again. Um, um, hi, Krishna Prabhu. Um, so I need to ask, I'm sorry about this. I need to ask um, Madam Mohan to, um, to make me the host, otherwise I can't share the screen for the words for the song. Um, do that sorry one second i can't see the screen sorry again luckily he's just downstairs so <laughs> that he's working you see so um it's a bit difficult okay I'm now the host again. <laughs> uh, so let's see if we can share the screen. Um, advanced uh, portion of screen. Share. Um, so just um, try to, I guess. Oops, what did I? Try and fit as much of it in as we can, but we may have to move it up, I suppose, as we're um, um, as we're singing. <clears throat> um, it's eight verses, so um, yeah, I'll just I'll just have to I'll just move the screen. But unfortunately, I'll have to um, uh, I'll have to keep keep uh, keep you muted, which is unfortunate, but only because of the internet. Then that in the response, it will come in at different times, but. Um, um, please do sing the response, um, and um, I'll um, yeah I'll try to do both the call and response myself if I get a bit out of breath. <laughs> but we'll see if we can do it. But um, yeah, so this is a lovely song of Shri Bhaktivinoda So we'll sing it once through, and then we'll just read the translation through in English, and then we'll go into exploring it a bit more um, in in its. Um, in the context of Sharanagati and um, and where the song appears. <clears throat> so Shula Sachitananda Moy Takur Bhakti Vinod Ki Jai. Shri Shuda Bhakta Ki Jai. Yuta Bhakta Charanarenu Bhajana Anuhula Yuta Bhakta Charanarenu Bhajana Anuhula Bhakta Seva Paramasiti Bhakta Seva Paramasiti Prema Latikara Mula Prema Latikara Mula 
माधवती भक्ति जानने पालन कोरी माधवती भक्ति जानने यतने पालन
Jivana Sarthakamani, Jivana Sarthakamani, Bhakati Vinoda Krishna Bhajane, Anakula Payaya, Bhakati Vinoda Krishna Bhajane, Anakula Payaya. Pratidiba se paramasuke, Pratidiba se paramasuke, Suikara koroyeta, Suikara koroyeta. Shudha bhakata charana renu, Parama bhajana ana. Anukula Shudha Bhakata Charana Renu Bhajana Anukula Bhakata Seva Paramasiti Bhakata Seva Paramasiti Premalati Karamula Premalati Karamula Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, 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 Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, 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 Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Thank you. Hoping you joined in at home. So let's uh, let's get into it. So what have we got? So yes, it's a very beautiful song. Oh, let's read the yeah. We'll just read the the English translation, and then when we when we do go through the verses, we will go through them one by one. But just um just in the interest of sort of getting the gist of the song. Um, we'll just read through this. <clears throat> so Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur sings, the dust of the lotus feet 
of pure devotees, enthusiastic devotional service, and service to the pure devotees of the highest order are the roots of the creeper of devotion. I'll read that there's another translation here as well. I'll save that for when we go through the verses. I'll just read it as it is here, sorry. And then, because some of the translations are slightly different, but we'll read through how it is here. This is on the Krishna Kirtan songs. The holy days, like Akadashi and Janmashtami, are the mother of devotion for those devotees who respect them. Let the holy places of Krishna's pastimes be my places of worship and bless me. May I always visit all the holy places associated with the Leela of Lord Chaitanya and his devotees. When I hear the sound of the Mridanga, in my heart I always desire to join in Kirtan. And when I hear the bona fide songs describing Lord Chaitanya's pastimes, my heart dances in ecstasy. Whenever I see the transcendental Sri Vigrahas of Sri Sri Radha and Krishna, I am in bliss, for by taking their lordship's prasad, we can conquer over the material elements. One day, while performing devotional practices, I saw my house transformed into Goloka Vrindavan. When I take the Charanamrit of the deity, I see the holy Ganges waters that come from the feet of Lord Vishnu, and my bliss knows no bounds. By seeing the Tulsi tree, my heart feels joy and Lord Madhava is also satisfied. When I eat the prasad favoured by Lord Chaitanya, it is a new life's experience. And then there's a footnote, Lord Chaitanya was very fond of a green vegetable preparation called shak. Um, and then that verse eight, Bhaktivinoda concludes by saying, Whosoever attains the stage of enthusiasm for these devotional practices will be supremely blissful wherever he may be. So it's a really nice song. Um, as I say, this I hadn't read the translation from this website before. So what I'd been working from, I forgot, we have the song in a few different books, but um, I was I was reading the translation in this um, Shodanagati book, which is slightly different. And also, it's also slightly different in the Sri Gaudiya Gita Gucha um, song book. So maybe we can speak a little bit about those differences. I'll find the song here. So yeah, as uh, Shraddadevi asked in the beginning, um, is it in Sharanagati? And it is, this song features in um, Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur's book uh, of songs called Sharanagati, which was published in um, 1893. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> there is, um, <clears throat> the word itself, Sharanagati, um, it's such a it's such a nice sounding word. Um, um, yeah, I've always I, I've always thought it sounded so nice. And actually, many years ago, um, probably about no, I think it was about nine years ago, and um, Madan Mohan was uh, living in India for a year. I asked him if he could if he could bring me back this book Sharanagati by Bhaktivinoda Thakur because I'd because I'd heard of it and I always just really liked the 
the, the, the sound of, of that word. And actually, there's another funny little story um, about it um, that uh, we heard recently from um, Krupa Moya Prabhu, who's one of our Guru Maharaj's god brothers. Um, he told us that his his daughter, um, Janavi, had recently organized her first retreat. Um, I think it was on an island um, somewhere off the of uh, the coast of America, maybe Hawaii, I'm not sure. But the retreat itself was called Sharanagati, Sharanagati retreat. And one girl came to the retreat who had no, she had no experience in um, uh, bhakti or practicing, um, but she she had a, a, a tattoo on, on her arm that, that said Sharanagati. And so when she saw this retreat it was called Sharanagati, she went, but when she got the tattoo, she, she didn't know what it meant. Um, she just really liked the sound of the word and um, yeah I can uh, relate to that somewhat because it does sound like such a, a, a lovely word itself and the meaning is even more wonderful um, so it's, it's translated in English as surrender Shirinagati, surrender but um, um, you can see it in uh, uh, it's composed of like two parts um, Sharana or Sharanam which means um, uh, sharanam often means like shelter or refuge or protection, sharanam, and uh, agati uh, meaning um, to go to or to come to. Often we hear the word gati means like the, the goal or something that we're going towards. So um, sharanagati is, is composed of um, to go to that, to go to that shelter, you know, to go to that, that refuge and that protection. Um, so it has a very lovely meaning. So surrender. Shuddhanagati um, itself, the, the, the actual, our, um, you know, our outward surrender. Our, our Guru Maharaj, he often says that Shuddhanagati um, is like the, um, the, the, the outward reflection of one's faith, one's Shraddha. Um, uh, or, or in other words, that one, one's shraddha can be seen in one's shradhanagati, in like practically speaking, like how how one is surrendered. Because um, you know, somebody, someone could know so many things about the philosophy, and they could explain things very well and seem like you know very learned in everything, and it can and it they could seem like they they have faith, but. Um, but really it's seen, it's seen in how one is actually practically applying um, these principles of surrender. Um, yeah, so what I noticed when I, when I started to explore this song and actually look through this, this book of Shodhanagati um, is that a big, that seems to be a big theme of it is actually like practically applying the philosophy. So we're actually like, living it you know living breathing this this life of bhakti this life of devotion um to the lord um so yeah i i, I think we can take a lot of inspiration from how should a bhakti vinod or um from what he's singing about um about you know how to practice um so in terms of the the actual um notion of sharanagati itself or surrender um it, it's it's no small topic it's a big topic and um, it comes up in the um, Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita um, in Madhya Leela, um, chapter 22, 
when uh, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he's speaking to um, uh, Sanatan Goswami. And um, I actually have, I do have a book here, I brought it with me. Um, actually, I have, I, have this, I have this verse. The verse where the six limbs of Sharanagati are described is verse 100 in the 22nd chapter of Madhya Leela. I actually have that on my, <laughs> my bedroom wall, just, uh, just there, I wrote it out a while ago, try to, try to learn, try to read it every day, try to <laughs> remember these principles. But um, I will uh, I'll read to you where the Lord speaks it. Um, so the verse previous to that, verse 99, um, Mahaprabhu says to Sanatana Goswami, Sharanagatera akinchanera eka ilakshana dharamate praveshai atma samarpana. There are two kinds of devotees, those satiated and free from all material desires, and those who are fully surrendered to the lotus feet of the Lord. Their qualities are one and the same. But those who are fully surrendered to Krishna's lotus feet are qualified with another transcendental quality, Atma Samarpan, full surrender without reservation. So then this full surrender without reservation, this is the following verse and Mahaprabhu speaks. Anukulyasya Sankalpa Pratikulyasya Varjanam Rakshishyatiti Vishvaso Goptritve Varanam Tata Atman Ekakarpanye Shadvita Sharanagatihi. The six divisions of surrender are the acceptance of those things favorable to devotional service, the rejection of unfavorable things the conviction that Krishna will give protection, the acceptance of the Lord as one's guardian or master, full self-surrender and humility. Um, and just to um, um, expand on that a little bit more, I'll just read the, a, bit, a bit of um, Srila Prabhupada's purport. Um, one who is fully surrendered is qualified with the six following characteristics. One, the devotee has to accept everything that is favourable for the rendering of transcendental loving service to the Lord. Two, he must reject everything unfavourable to the Lord's service. This is also called renunciation. Three, a devotee must be firmly convinced that Krishna will give him protection. <coughs> no one else can actually give protection. And being firmly convinced of this is called faith. This kind of faith is different from the faith of an impersonalist who wants to merge into the Brahman effulgence in order to benefit by cessation of repeated birth and death. A devotee wants to remain always in the Lord's service. In this way, Krishna is merciful to his devotee and gives him all protection from the dangers found on the path of devotional service. Four, the devotee should accept Krishna as his supreme maintainer and master. He should not think that he is being protected by a demigod. He should depend only on Krishna, considering him the protector. The devotee must be firmly convinced that within the three worlds, he has no protector or maintainer other than Krishna. Five, 
Self-surrender means remembering that one's activities and desires are not independent. The devotee is completely dependent on Krishna and he acts and thinks as Krishna desires. The devotee is, and six, sorry, six, the devotee is meek and humble. So, um, yeah, that's it. That's, so that's those, those six principles which um, will apply to the book Sharanagati. One other thing I was going to mention, which also ties in with Dr. Vinodakura's book, is that further along in this chapter 22, I haven't I haven't got up to here myself in my reading of Chitan Charitamri, so I'm only up to um the ninth, I'm up to the ninth chapter at the moment of my Dilila. So I haven't got this far, so I'm not exactly sure what's happening in the bigger picture. But I did I read I read a little bit more sort of before and after these verses. And the looks on um, a, a little bit later in the chapter uh, from verse, uh, which verse is it where he begins? Um, verse 100, 115. Then Lord Chaitanya begins to um, uh, um, say to Sanatan, what are the 64 um, angas or practices of, of bhakti, 64 um, practices of devotional service? And Mahaprabhu uh, goes, goes through all of those. Um, again, because it sort of also ties in with that that practical application of actually the things that we can do. You know, in, in, in on this path, we're never short of anything to do. You know, there's always um, there's just so so much to be engaged in, so many ways that we can practice. Um, so as I say, these four angers, which as I'm sure as you know, are also um, outlined in, in much more depth in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Um, but uh, in um, the 128, then Lord Chaitanya uh, speaks of the, the last five items, the last five um, angas or limbs of, of bhakti. And it's said that these, these, these five are the best. Um, and we, we often hear that these, these five are essential. So uh, I was just going to share those with you, which uh, again, I'm sure you've probably heard these before, but it's nice, it's nice to remember because like I say, we'll see how how these also really apply in, in Bhaktivinoda Thakur's songs as well, um, these angas of bhakti. So in verse um, 128, Mahaprabhu says, Sadhu Sangha Shravan, Matura Vasa Shri Mutira Shradhaya Sevana. That one should associate with devotees, chant the holy name of the Lord, hear Srimad Bhagavatam, reside at Mathura, and worship the deity with faith and veneration. And then uh, Mahabhu then goes on to say in the following verse that these five limbs of devotional service are the best of all. Even a slight performance of these five awakens love for Krishna. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's quite astounding. Should I just read a little bit of the purport? Because Bhaktivinoda Bukti, Thakur has mentioned here. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur points out that there are 35 items up to the point of observing special vows in the month of Kartik. Uh, okay, so Prabhupada's just saying about the um, adding up to the to to till we get till we get to 64. Um, 64 angers um, and these five items, five items mentioned above. Um, in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, Srila Rupa Goswami states, Anganam 
Panchakasyasya Purva Vilikitasyacha Nikila Shraishta Bodhaya Punarapyatras Shangsanam. The glorification of these five items, association with devotees, chanting the holy name, and so on, is to make known the complete superiority of these five practices of devotional service. So, yeah, so we can see that these. Um, these five are also very important, and, uh, and we'll see also how they apply um, in the song as well. Um, so yeah, back to the back to the book, back to the the the, the Sharanagati itself. So we've learned so there are six limbs of Sharanagati, and actually this this Sharanagati book, um, uh, the there are songs. Um, it, it's in six sections, basically. Um, it's split into sections of songs that correspond with each limb of Shadanagati. Um, and there's a few other little sections as well. There's um, there's a few sections at the end. Um, of um, sort of other prayers like ha hankering for devotional service um, and glorification of the holy name which is just wonderful and then uh, and at the very beginning of the book there's an introductory song as well which um which i'm sure you all know very well because it's um agni dave prabhu sings it wonderfully this um Shri krishna chaitanya prabhu it's a wonderful song about how Lord Chaitanya um, came here with such mercy and that he taught these principles of surrender. Um, so that's the introductory song. And then, as I say, the main bulk of the book is the six sections uh, of the six limbs of Sharanagati with um, songs appropriate to each section, um, which is just wonderful. So um, they're not the sections themselves. I, I sort of I wrote them out because they're not um, in the order that, that Mahaprabhu um, speaks them. In the book, they're not. Uh, in the book, the first section, uh, it more it corresponds more, although not exactly, but it corresponds more with the order that Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur sings about them in that introductory song. So the first section of songs is um, is titled Dainya or humility. Um, so songs applicable to that. And then the second section is um, Atmani Vedana. Surrendering oneself. Section three is Varana, or accepting Krishna as one's maintainer. Um, section four is Avashya Rakshibe Krishna Vishvasapalana, uh, to maintain faith that Krishna will give all protection. Section five, the songs in there are Bhakti Pratikula Bhava Varjanangikara, which is um, rejecting unfavorable things. Um, and section six is Bhakti Anukula Matra Karyera Svikar, or accepting the things favorable to devotional service. Um, so that's the six sections. And then the, se the seventh section is um, Bhajan Lalasa, hankering for transcendental service. And then there's a, a, a 
the eighth section is Vigyapti, which is a humble appeal. And then the ninth, the last um, song in the book is Sri Nam Mahatmya, uh, the glories of the holy name. So, um, yeah, as I was looking through it more, as I say, preparing for this talk, I, I felt very, um, very inspired um, by it. And actually, I thought it might be a nice idea because this particular song, this Shuddha Bhakata that we're talking about today, um, that is in section six of Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur's book, which corresponds with the section on um, accepting um, accepting all the, those things that are favourable for the devotional service. So, so that's kind of what we're talking about today when, when we go through the song. Um, but yes, I thought it might be nice in future that maybe we could explore the different limbs um, of Sharanagati and um, and talk about some of the songs that Bhaktivinoda Thakur has has um, written to correspond with the other ones as well. So just an, an idea. Um, so um, yes, today we are talking about what is favourable um, and actually about how to, like, you know, practically applying those things into our lives so that we are actually like really living, living the philosophy, um, just a theoretical. Um, so let's see, before we go through the verses, we will go through the verses in just a sec, but I one thing I wanted to share with you is just, so as I say, this is, um, Shuddha Bhakata is found in, in, in uh, the, the sixth section and it's song three. Um, that's, that's, that's how it's just titled, song three. But I would just read the translation of the previous song, which, which comes in this book, song two, because again, going through these, um, these principles of, of, of surrender and also these, um, you know, these five essential um, limbs of bhakti and, and practicing. Um, there's a lot there's there's a lot in here and also I felt that it's very relatable that it's something that um you know that we can also apply in in our in our own lives I'll read I'll read the translation and see what you think obviously we're not exactly in Srinivasa's situation where like you know he was actually living in um Godrumadweep um at that time um you know on the bank of the Ganges so so some things perhaps we we can't quite relate to but there were some things that we can. So song two, Bhaktivedanta Thakur um, sings, um, I live in the favourable atmosphere of Godrumadham, which is non-different from Nandagram of Brajamandal. Within Godruma, there is a beautiful cottage known as Surabhi Kunj, situated by the side of the Ganges. That is where I reside. So he's got the, uh, the, the one of those five... Um, limbs was residing in a holy place right he was fortunate but this can also mean like you know even if we're not physically in a holy place we can still make our homes like that you know and, and our consciousness uh, like that um then he says i dress sorry i dress in the same way that the dear devotees of gora dress themselves I will decorate my body in the manner of a Vaishnava by putting on tilak and tulsi. I will prepare a large and beautiful grove by planting various trees like champak, bakula, kadamba and tamal. I will plant jasmine and other flowers all around the grove. In this way, I will make the entire place shaded from the sunlight. Within the compound, I will plant rows of various kinds of flowers and bushes 
I will place Tulsi Maharani on a raised platform by the side of this kunj. Then I will bring various paraphernalia for kirtan and place them here and there. I will then sit down and chant the holy name of the Lord in the association of Vaishnavas. All glories to Godruma, all glories to the abode of Gauranga. All glories to the beautiful grove, the thatched roof and the banks of the river Ganges. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur considers all of these items as favourable for devotional service. That's very nice. I just thought it was nice when I read it that we can sort of, um, we, can have, we can apply it in our own lives. You know, like we may have, some of us may have gardens and we can plant things in the gardens that would, um, you know, be pleasing to the Lord and, uh, you know, Kiritam there and, you know, have Tulsi Devi. So, but um, yeah, we'll get on to the, um, uh, we'll, go th we'll go through the verses themselves. I'll just uh, put this back up to... Uh, to the top and we have made some notes I'm not the most organized person but so I've got yeah so and I'll get this translation as well like I said because some of them are a bit di different um because actually the translation we just read there mentioned a few items didn't it in the first line the dust of the lotus feet of pure devotees, enthusiastic devotional service, and service to the pure devotees. Um, but in the translation in the book, we have um, Shuddha Bhakata Charana Renu. So Charana Renu literally means the dust from the lotus feet of the Shuddha Bhakata, the pure devotees. Um, Bhajana Anukula, that it's um, uh, favorable. This is most favorable for devotional service. So in this book, it's translated, serving the dust from the lotus feet of pure devotees is favorable for advancement in devotional service. Serving the devotees is the highest perfection and it is the root of the creeper of love of God. So when I, um, I just, I feel like in this, in this first verse, immediately, is just starting off with like the topmost essential truth. Uh, it's kind of a, it's not really a secret. It's kind of an open secret, if you like, but it's really like, this is the, uh, this is the, like the most important um, thing for devotional service, you know, um, the, the dust from the lotus feet of the pure devotees is most is most favourable for bhajan. Um, we we've heard this and we've read, read this in the scriptures. There's there is much evidence uh, for this. Um, one one example is again in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. And again, it's a it's a part that I hadn't I haven't read in, in advance. I'm not so familiar with it, but I just read it recently. Um, and there was one devotee who was um, his name was Kali Das. This is in the Antia Leela, um, chapter sixteen. And this devotee uh, called Kali Das, he was um, I think it's it said that he was an uncle of Raghunath um, Goswami. Um, 
and this this uh, uh, Kalidas, he was like he was um, seems like such a wonderful wonderful devotee. He would basically he always wanted to get the dust of the feet of the devotees, and he always wanted to take their remnants. And it's said that he had the 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 prasad remnants of as many devotees as there as there were in Bengal. He would always try to get their remnants, and even um, and even when he couldn't, like if they didn't give him any. Um, he would hide somewhere out the way, and um, uh, and then when they'd gone and finished eating, like through their plates or whatever, then like Kalidas would come out from hiding, and he would like find where they'd thrown the plates, and he would try to get some something that they they left there um, because he knew the power. And similarly, um, he was trying to get their foot. There was there was one there was one story told in this chapter about him. I've forgotten the name of the other devotee. I just have to find what his name was. Um, oh, Jadu, Jadu Thakur. So there was one devotee called Jadu Thakur. And Kalidas really wanted the, the, <clears throat> the dust from his lotus feet. But um, uh, Jadu Thakur said, uh, you know, no, of course. Um, you know, he wouldn't... Um, he said, he said, I'm from a lower caste than you. I really shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't even ask that. That's terrible. And then Kalidas, he, he said to him that um, um, he, quote, he quoted the Shastra and he said to him that um, actually, you know, any, anyone who always keeps the Lord's holy name on his tongue is greater than, you know, an initiated Brahmin, even though he might be born in a family of dog eaters. And he's got, you know, so he was essentially saying to um, uh, Jahadu Thakur that, um, you know, he is qualified. But Jahadu Thakur, being a, a, a humble devotee, he, he said, um, you know, he said that I'm not genuinely advanced in devotion to Krishna. And um, so, and he said he doesn't ha doesn't have any devotion. So then, uh, Kalidas just offered obeisances, and then he he asked him if he could leave. So he left. But then the the saint Jadu Thakur followed him as as he left. Um, and then he bid it, bid him farewell. But then after that, it's just funny because then after that, um, Kalidas then. Uh, he went. He went to the in the footprints where um, where uh, Jadu Thakur had been walking after he'd gone. He went to those footprints, and uh, and he smeared the dust from those footprints all over his body. So as I say, and he took and he took the remnants, the prasad remnants of many devotees, and then eventually, then you know, he did get to meet Mahaprabhu. And because of because um, Kalidas had such such faith in the taking the remnants from the devotees their foot dust and the, the prasad that they'd eaten then it said that because of that he got great mercy from lord chaitanya lord chaitanya would never allow anyone to drink the water that washed his feet but he, he allowed um Kali dust um, a few palmfuls and also he allowed it he gave him his uh his his prasad um where's that verse um so the remnants of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's food were, give, were given to Kalidas by, by Govinda. Um, and then it said 
in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, in the uh, 16th chapter of Antyalila. Um, Krishna Uchishta Hoya Mahaprasada Nama Bhaktashesha Mahaprasada Kyana. The remnants of food offered to Lord Krishna are called Mahaprasadam. After this same Mahaprasadam has been taken by a devotee, the remnants are elevated to Maha Mahaprasadam. Bhaktapada dhuli ara bhaktapada jala bhakta bhukta avashesha tina mahabala. The dust of the feet of a devotee, the water that has washed the feet of a devotee, and the remnants of food left by a devotee are three very powerful substances. Eitina seva hoite Krishna prema hoya puna puna sarva shastre pukariya koya. By rendering service to these three, one attains the supreme goal of ecstatic love for Krishna. In all the revealed scriptures, this is loudly declared again and again. The dust of the feet of a devotee, the water that has washed the feet of a devotee, and the remnants of food left by a devotee are three very powerful substances. So that's from the Chaitanya and then there is also a very nice verse in the Bhagavatam in the fifth, when um, Jada Bharat is instructing Maharaj Rahugan. Um, so I will share that verse with you. Um, <clears throat> so that's Canto 5, Chapter 12, and verse 12 as well. So, Jad Bharat, he said, My dear King Rahugan, unless one has the opportunity to smear his entire body with the dust of the lotus feet of great devotees, one cannot realise the absolute truth. One cannot realise the absolute truth simply by observing celibacy, brahmacharya, Strictly following the rules and regulations of householder life, leaving home as a vanaprastha, sannyas, or undergoing severe penances in winter by keeping oneself submerged in water or surrounding oneself in summer by fire and the scorching heat of the sun. There are many other processes to understand the absolute truth, but the absolute truth is only revealed to one who has attained the mercy of a great devotee. So it's very important, um, you know, that's, that's just incredible to say that, that unless one has the opportunity to get to put the dust of the lotus feet of a great devotee all over their body, then one cannot realise the absolute truth. But um, when I read this verse, like I say, in preparation for this class, it reminded me very much, um, it seems to echo what Krishna himself says as well recently. In my reading of the Bhagavatam, I'm up to um, still reading the Bhagavatam after a long time. I'm spending pretty nearly 20 years reading the Bhagavatam and I still haven't finished. But I'm now up to, uh, I think, chapter 82. But recently, chapters 80 and 81 of the 10th canto of the Bhagavatam are, um, are the pastimes of Sudama Brahman. When, when, well, when Sudama Brahman goes to visit Krishna in his palace, um, you know, on the request of, their, of his wife, because they were really literally starving, they had nothing, and they were so poor, and, you know, Sudama and Krishna had been friends since they were young, 
so the wife only out of concern for her husband she wants she, she wanted him to ask Krishna if he could you know help them out so he did but one of the wonderful things about I mean there's so there's so many wonderful things in this pastime of Siddhartha Brahman I just love it I think there's so many wonderful lessons but um one part that particularly stood out um I hope I, I saved it I probably didn't even I didn't, I didn't mark the place but um it's in chapter 80 it's when so Siddhartha goes to see Krishna and Krishna's so happy to see Siddhartha Brahman he's so happy when he sees him that it said that when Krishna embraced Siddhartha Brahman he felt such intense um ecstasy at seeing him again that, that Krishna was crying crying tears of love as he embraced Sudama because he was so happy to see him but um and then when they started to um to sit down when they sat down together on the bed and and Krishna took Sudama's hands and um and he started to um and he started to say to him oh here we are, here we are um you know do you remember you know when we were in when we lived in gurukul together in the house of our spiritual master and um and and then krishna starts to to glorify the guru the spiritual master and um and he explains so i'll just read there's a few verses here i'll just i'll just share them with you because as i say i feel like it's the same very much the same mood as as what um Jadabara has just spoken. So um, Krishna says to Sudama, uh, my dear friend, he who gives a person his physical birth is his first spiritual master. And he who in initiates him as a twice born Brahmana and engages him in religious duties is indeed more directly his spiritual master. But the person who bestows transcendental knowledge among, upon the members of all the spiritual orders of society is one's ultimate spiritual master. Indeed, he is as good as my own self. Certainly, O Brahman, of all the followers of the Varnashram system, those who take advantage of the words I speak in my form as the spiritual master, and thus easily cross over the ocean of material existence, best understand their own true welfare. And then it was this verse particularly uh, this is um, this is um, Canto Ten, Chapter Eighty, Verse Thirty Four. Krishna says, "Naham ija prajati bhyam tapaso pashamenava tushyam sarvabhutatma guru shushrushaya yatha." I, the soul of all beings, am not as satisfied by ritual worship. Brahminical initiation, penances, or self-discipline, as I am by faithful service rendered to one's spiritual master. So, I mean, it's just amazing, really. Like that's you know, Krishna's saying that, 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 that of all those other things, nothing satisfies him as much as someone, um, you know, serving their spiritual master and just just trying to serve them and. It's very sweet because then I won't go too much into the past on the interest of time. I'm seeing it's already nearly half past, it's already been well, nearly an hour. Um, but uh, <laughs> you're the first verse. But um, anyway, in this part, it's just wonderful because then Krishna himself, you know, just just shows that the, the ideal example because then he goes on to speak to Sadama about 
do you remember that time when our guru sent us to go and get some firewood in the forest and then but then it got dark and then the storm came and they were lost in the forest and you know they were they were so distressed they were just young boys krishna and sudama and um and there was like wind and rain and it was dark and they didn't know which way to go and all they all they did they just held held hands all night and they just wandered here and there and they were very distressed and they, they didn't know what to do and then the next morning um sandy bunny mooney um sent out his disciples to find them and he he went out as well to find them and then and when he did find um krishna and sudama you know he 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 felt like so pleased with them that they would really do anything for their guru and um and he blessed them greatly but i just think it, it's it's incredible to think that krishna himself you know is the example he, sh he showed that as an example that you know as a young boy went through such a distressful time you know you can imagine if it was any of us me or you or, i know speaking personally you know if i was in a forest at night in the middle of a storm and you know it would be very scary but krishna went through that to show how important it is to have um devotion to the guru to these um shuddha bhaktas so but yes i am i just realized the time so we'll try to move on a bit <laughs> um but yeah anyway i guess the point is is that you know there is he's really starting off with the essential topmost knowledge there that what is really essential for our spiritual advancement is is getting the um the dust uh the lotus feet of the of the devotees um sorry i've just seen there's a message in the in the chat i'll, I'll, I'll come back to that message in the chat so we'll just we'll just go through the um the verses um and i'll try and i'll try not to say too too much about them now because of I don't want to go on too long, but uh, so um, yeah. So I guess like we can see from those examples in Chitta and Charitamrita and the Bhagavatam that really nothing, nothing satisfies Krishna like serving his pure devotee. Like that really makes him. Um, you know, he he says that himself. Um, and Shilvakshmi Thakur is saying here that um, prema latikara mula. Mula means like the root, and latikara is the creeper, the creeper of prema. The root of it is, um, you know, service to these great devotees. So very wonderful. Um, and then the second verse: um, I carefully observe Madhava's holy days, such as Ekadashi and Janmashtami, for they are the mother of devotion. Knowing that Krishna dwells in these holy days with great regard, I also accept them as my residence. So um, one word that I thought that really stood out here in terms of practically applying is that Bhaktivinoda says, where was the verse? Um, carefully. Yatane palana kori. That I follow carefully. He says um, he care he carefully tries to observe these holy days, um, so it's really in a, in an attent attentive way. Um, and he says that the, these holy days are the mother of devotion. So I was sort of trying to think about what does that what does that mean? Like what does a, a mother takes care of us? Um, you could say you know the mother gives birth. Um, there's a you know, mother of devotion, but mother is nourishing you know and so helping um yeah by following these these days um uh yeah we're being nour nourished by, by following these days um and then some 
Yeah, some translations say, uh, I faithfully, ac faithfully accept as my residence the place where Krishna lived. So again, that's kind of going with the, one of the, the, the five main angers of Bhakti that are residing in the holy place. Um, verse three, um, Gauramara. Amara means my, my Gaur. So he's singing about the places where my, my Gaur went. Um, the places where he went, Koralo Brahmana Range, that Mahaprabhu was traveling with great and great joy. Um, he traveled, traveled happily. Sorry, I'm going to get the translation. So he's in, uh, and then he said, So the places where he went, and then Sesabastana, Heribo Army, I will go there, Pranai Bhakta Sange, in the association of, um, of, of pure devotees, I will go to these places. This is in the company of pure devotees, I will go and see all these places my worshipable Lord Gauranga had previously visited in his ecstatic mood. So we really get a sense of that when we read uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita. That um, at the moment, this the chapter that I'm on is the ninth chapter of um, Madhulila, where, where Lord Chaitanya travels um, in South India, and there. Uh, yeah, it does really make you want to go to go to those places. Um, but uh, so yeah, we really uh, we really get the um, the impression of the of the sweetness of the Lord when we read his pastimes. As I say, either in Chaitanya or or Srimad Bhagavatam, I, I find that when when we're reading those pastimes, we really um, I feel very blessed because I feel that we are um, we get to be there. You know somehow you feel like when you're hearing Krishna described in the Bible some the way he is like I mentioned about the way he is with Sudam Brahman and how he was so happy he was crying and when you when you read these things you you feel as if you're there you know that you're getting you're getting to experience it just a, a little bit somewhat um and uh and it, you know it's the, um Dr. Notaka was saying that he wants to go to places where Mahaprabhu went and um but, but with you know with the pure devotees because you know we have the book bhagavat but we also have the person bhagavat so um what, what bhaktana Thakur is describing here about going to these places where mahaprabhu went in the company of pure devotees i mean it's just like the perfect situation really isn't it you know to um to, to hear from the great devotees at these places i mean can't even imagine the impressions that that we could get you know from that um so then what do we go oh verse four um so sweet so the sound of the mridanga so Bhakti Nautaka, he says, my mind always looks for an opportunity to hear the sweet sound of the Mridanga. When I hear the glorification of the Lord as inaugurated by Gauranga, my heart dances in ecstasy. Uh, I was going to share with you, some of you may know, I'm not, I'm not much of a Mridanga player myself. Um, I am... Um, uh, I, I can only play very basically, but there is a wonderful... Um, pranam that to uh, to recite before before playing Ridanga. sorry i did have it ready to read to you on my phone but really i mean i guess i don't need to read it it's just basically describing the sweetness of the Ridanga. you know there's not there's nothing uh, there's no other instrument that has the same sweetness of Ridanga. 
but I don't know where I saved it. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyway, we'll move on because we're, we're late for time anyway. But um, yeah, this is the sweet, the very sweet sound of the Mridanga. So yeah, there's a there's a pranam mantra that you that you chant before you start playing the Mridanga, and it describes the the um, you know the sweet sounds of the Mridanga and um it's just it's just so true i mean i know people who you know even people who have no, no real experience of devotional service when they when they hear the mridanga you know it makes them feel very happy i remember my um my late father he um he's uh, passed on about seven years ago but about what year was it in 2007 he visited he came to, he saw back manor and uh and afterwards he, the only thing he said to me is that he really liked the drum. <laughs> he really liked the mridanga. So, uh, you know, even someone who doesn't have so much experience, still the mridanga sounds very, very sweet. And um, and it, it's really, it, it's such a um, potent um, sound as well. When my my daughter was, uh, when I was pregnant with my daughter, uh, Nayaka, she's now um, nearly 13, but um, when she when when I was pregnant with her, and if I, whenever I'd walk into a room where there was kirtan, or as soon as you heard the mridanga, I uh, could hear the mridanga, then she would start to move, and you could feel that she was, um, you know, feeling that, the beat of the mridanga. So, jai shri mridanga, jai. Um, so hopefully we can also have that same mood, but always look for an opportunity to hear that sweet sound of the mridanga. And, um, and to hear the hear the chanting, um, you know, it makes you know to, to have our heart dance in ecstasy, like that. Uh, then in verse five, Bhaktivinoda Thakur talks about the the bliss that he feels upon seeing the deities, the forms of Shishirata and Krishna. Um, and Oh yes, and then he goes and say, Prasada seva korite hoya, sakala prapancha joya. So he says that uh, when I honor the prasad, the, the Lord's remnants of food, all of my material desires are conquered. Sometimes it's like that when you have, um, when you say prasad and Sometimes it just that, doesn't it? All my material desires are conquered. We we're so fortunate. I've thought this for years and years that I've always thought we're so fortunate to have this prasad that, you know, even like so-called, you know, royalty and like the material world. You know, the kings and the queens don't even get to have, you know, this prasad. Like like you know, we're fortunate enough to to be able to have. But yeah, we're very very lucky. Um, Oh, I've put, I've put a note here to read something from Auntie Leela, and I've forgotten what it is. Auntie Leela, 16. Oh, it's okay. Anyway, so uh, where are we? Verse 5, verse 6. Again, it was translated slightly differently in here, so I'll tell you how it's translated in, in, in this book. It's... um. Verse six, Bhaktivinoda Thakur sings, whenever there is a performance of chanting the holy name of the Lord in my house, the whole atmosphere appears to be just like Goloka. 
I feel unlimited happiness when I see the Ganges, which is emanated from the Lord's lotus feet. So, um, yeah, again, another practical example for us that, you know, we can hold kirtan in our homes and we can we can experience like the change in atmosphere Like um, we we try to do. We've been doing some uh, study sanghas at our home for um, a number of years, about six or seven years and uh, usually on a Sunday. And um, when the devotees come here on a Sunday and we all have kirtan all together in front of our deities, Shishinitai Chand and Sachinandan Golda Hari, um, I always feel that it's really their favourite day, you know, when all the devotees come and we all, we all chant here. And it really, you really do feel the, the atmosphere transform and it's just, it's wonderful. So, you know, again, that's something that we can um, apply in our own in our own life and then so and Bhaktivinoda Thakur has mentioned the Ganges here because you know he's he's fortunate enough to um to live on the bank of the Ganga bank of the Ganga but as we can see him being such a Shuddha Bhakata himself that he's everything to him everything is always connected with Krishna so when he sees the Ganga he remembers that that's come from the lotus feet of the Lord um helping to remember um seven He's saying, when I see Tulsi, I feel great satisfaction because I know that she is extremely dear to Krishna. When I eat shuck, which is a favourite food of Lord Goranga, I consider my life to be successful. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, So yeah, it's just wonderful. Prasada uh, Shaka Sevane, he's a, like a saver. When I do the saver of taking the shark. Um, so again, it's just such a wonderful attitude, um, you know, just uh, to see everything, everything in connection with the Lord, then, it, you know, when I, because he feels that's Mahaprabhu's, one of his favorite foods, then when he, when he eats that, his life is successful. Um, it's like, it's so nice. I heard recently, I was listening to him, um, one of the class class recently of our Guru Maharaj Bhaktivedanta Tripurari Swami, and um, and he was talking about the mood of a of a of a devotee when when they do, when they offer um, bhoga you know on the altar when they're when they're um, offering their food to the Lord and how he was saying like a real devotee when they when they offer they feel um, they like pray to Krishna that um, you know like unless you accept this um then like there's just no point for me to go on like what's what's the point there's no use in my life because they see the lord as you know everything and that if you don't accept this you know i i only maintain my body i only take prasad i won't i won't take things that are not offered so if you don't accept this and if it's not going to be prasad how am i going to be able to go on and this is how our guru was just speaking i see i was thinking about that afterwards that you know trying to um meditate like like that when we when we do offer things because uh yeah we're so fortunate to be able to take to, to honor prasad and to, to see it as a saver but um anyway sorry right last verse because it's called to have gone on a bit so uh what does he, what does he say in this verse uh whatever Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur daily receives as favorable for his devotional service to Krishna he accepts with great happiness um so i just i just love i just love the the the, the mood that shri bhaktivinoda thakur has when he sings he just it seems so um 
you know, he's such a great example of um, in uh, the Nectar of Instruction in Upadesha Amrita, there's the verse about, um, you know, the qualities that are favorable for um, pure devotional service. So it starts with the utsaha, you know, enthusiasm, um, confidence, patience, these qualities. And um, when you hear these songs of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, you, um, you really feel that he's, he's really full of these qualities. You know, he has so much enthusiasm and so much, uh, you know, conf confidence. And he's saying that, you know, you know, daily, whatever he receives for his devotional service to Krishna, he just, he just feels the greatest happiness um, by these things. And, you know, that's really maintaining him and nourishing him. And he's such a, such a good example uh, for us, you know, so, uh, yeah, that was a few things that I was going to say, but I'm so sorry because I really have gone over time. But I will, um, I will just see this message in the in the chat. So, Shraddha Devi, she says, um, "Thank you for covering all of the principles of surrender, as well as parts of the Shruti Tanitya and Bhagavatam, which express the mood of the song. About the other songs after this one, hankering for divine worship, etc., are these feelings something?" that naturally happens to a bhakta after singing the songs? Do the songs nurture these feelings? It also seems that singing the verse in the song about the heart dancing in ecstasy will eventually encourage just that for Gaurachandra. So beautiful and nourishing, Jai Radhe. Oh, and then there's this is a bit about Sudama Brahman. Um, I heard Krishna. Uh, said somewhere that his guru is Radharani. Maybe she is our ultimate guru as well. Yeah. So, uh, so was, there, was that a question about um, that? Is it something that someone's nurtured these feelings? Yeah, I would think so. As I say, I'm not. I'm not so familiar with this book. I've really just recently started, um, kind of familiar familiarizing myself with it. But I would think, you know. If, especially after going through all of these songs in this book, um, all of the um, um, uh, you know all the different sections of surrender, and then and then I I, I would just feel that probably by the time you get to this uh, this section, where was it? Was it called the uh, hankering? Sorry, I can't find the beginning of it. Hankering, yeah, bhajana lalasa, hankering for transcendental service. Um, yeah, I would imagine that someone would feel so much more, um, more from it. There was, uh, um, yeah, actually, songs such as let's put it in this. Yes, so both, oh, wonderful. So actually both Ohe Vaishnav Thakur and also Gurudev, the Gurudev um, uh, Koro, uh, sorry, Kripa Bindidiya, both of those songs are, are in this section of hankering for transcendental service, you know, praying to the Vaishnav Thakurs and the um, Gurudev. So um, 
but yeah sorry i'm conscious of that uh that I, I really have gone over so i'm sorry about that so i'll probably wrap up but i don't know if anybody would like to say anything oh, sorry i see there's a message here in the group from uh, madhu mangal radha krishna prabhu um asking is our study group online and i'm sorry it's not actually it's just we just do it um in brighton for sort of local devotees who um we have like a public namaha on a friday and then if people um are a little bit more serious about wanting to study the philosophy in the books then um we uh, we've been doing these study groups for for um, some years now. We're just we're coming now to near the end of the study of the Shikshashtikam, and uh, and the and we sort of alternate with my my husband and I. Um, one week he he facilitates Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, and then I do um, Shikshashtikam like that. So we kind of take it in turns. But um, maybe one day we can have more. Um, some more study online but thanks for asking but yeah Shredder Davy I don't know did you want to say anything else about your uh, your message stop Boy. oh I can't hear you why can't I hear you do I need to put uh, okay um... <laughs> I know it's short for time, but thank you anyway for those feelings. Can you hear me? I don't know if you can hear me. I heard a little bit of that at the end, but okay. I didn't. I couldn't hear the first bit. Yeah, I didn't hear the first part. No, it, it's okay. It's just it's just oh. repeating that that singing songs about certain feelings will actually encourage those very feelings. It's just it just happens, doesn't it? And if you you encourage it by singing, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah thank you yeah thank you yeah i'm sorry yeah i feel i feel a little bit disorganized today in this talk and i'm sorry about that i forgot the cartels at the beginning and i had to run off and get that but anyway i guess sometimes it's just like that but um um yeah thank you so much for, for for being here um i really appreciate you both being here and um yeah hopefully we can uh, we can explore some more songs about Tivanode in the future and uh, as I say like I say it was many years ago that I got this book and it's only recently that I've actually started like looking into it but um I think it would be very yeah very helpful so um, yeah maybe in future maybe we can look at the different limbs and other songs that correspond with that um uh yeah we'll do that but yes I will, I will end for now thank you so much Shigori Vaishnav Guru Parampara Ki Jai, Shiraguri Dev Ki Jai, Ananta Koti Vaishnav Rinda Ki Jai. Please accept my humble obeisances. Go